It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might be coming up. Session as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuck. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. And as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing? Beautiful week here in Texas. I, I know some of the other parts are covered in snow, but my gosh, it's been beautiful here in Texas. It's going to be... Uh, 10 degrees tomorrow here in Ohio. It's awesome. Winter's here. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 70 or 80 here. No complaints. <laughs> Winter is here. It's not supposed to get above freezing, but like Minnesota, it's like minus 50 degrees or something ridiculous. So there's always some place worse. Well, I, Jim Juice has been shoveling snow for like three weeks straight, I feel like, since we all these pictures of him in a snowplow. So uh, I'm not sad. I, I don't have to mess with that. Yeah, and uh, for everybody joining us, this is recorded on Thursday, February 1st, 2021, and this is episode number 39 of the Upix Podcast. We do have a very exciting show tonight. Uh, We have Dirk to talk about what's going on in Upland in 2021, and uh, we'll pepper him with a lot of questions. Uh, We did post this the link live in Discord, and we have, oh, 25-plus people joining us tonight, so... It's very exciting, and I do ask the 25 people that are joining us for the live podcast to download the episode so our numbers don't take a hit. So, And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome, and we appreciate that. Uh, and we do have the standard disclaimer of... Um, the podcast, the views, information, or opinions expressed, presented, and discussed on the UPX podcast are solely those of myself, TML, T. Davis, B. Dag, and any guest of the podcast and do not necessarily repre- represent those of Upland Me, Inc., with the exception of Dirk and any of his I was staff. I say, we actually have an exception to that <laughs> rule today, don't we? Yes, we do. We actually have... <laughs> The views of Dirk directly represent the viewpoints of Upland, and you can totally hold him responsible for every word he says. <laughs> now, if TML, myself, or T. Davis offend you or hurt your feelings in any way, shape, or form, that is unintentional, and uh, we do apologize in advance. This is a PG-13 potty humor from time to time, so hopefully you do enjoy this show. And uh, Yeah, and if you don't know, if you get offended and you message too stupid about what I offended you, because it's going to be me who offends you, he'll send you 10,000 UPEX. So, you know, there's that. That's fake news. 1,000% <laughs> fake news right there. <laughs> the headline for next week, and too stupid went broke this week. <laughs> I will never take that up because I would go broke. Um, we'll just release some <laughs> pre-podcast recordings and it's over with. Um, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, after Dirk's, we will get into the numbers. Dailyuplander.com has provided new features on the numbers this week. Pretty awesome to talk about. Uh, we'll cover Lamageddon. That just wrapped up. And if you missed the, uh, the Fresno, ver- well, it's not really the Fresno version, but the, what did we title last, last week's episode there, T. Davis? Uh, all day... Tante long. There you go. All day tante long. Yeah, we had some uh, issues transferring the files and then uploading the files, so it took extra long to get that up. If you haven't checked that podcast out, T. Davis and B. Dag did an amazing job there, so go ahead and check that podcast out. Uh, And if you do come across this podcast for the first time and want to know what the Upix podcast is about, we'll turn it over to Dirk to tell you what is Upland. All right. So hi, everyone. First of all, great job you guys are doing. Thank you for having me on this uh, perfect podcast. Really enjoyed. I always, you know, look forward to listening to it over the weekend, you know, while driving somewhere or maybe running and, and so on. So it's really, really good stuff. However, I prepared something special for today because first, um, I think what is Upland? I think the best definition um, by far is done by um, John or Acker blog uh, blog on chain. I think there was a terrific uh, definition. I think I cannot <laughs> match that. However, I try to come up with 
you know, when because I knew you were going to ask that question, I said, oh, maybe I give them a choice, you know. And um, so I actually prepared now three versions, and the people who are here in the podcast can actually vote which version they like the most. And so these are short versions, and then when they pick the version they like the most, then I have a long version uh, uh, to read out then for everyone. Okay, so um, I will now share my screen. I hope that works. Can you see it? Yes, we can. All right. So, okay. So here's the first version. I'm going to read it out. And um, each version has some, some different different background. So the first one is say, Upland is the land of new, uh, excuse me, come again. Upland is the new land of opportunity, a place to have lots of fun and socialize with others. That's the first one. As you can see, there's nothing said about blockchain or, or, or NFTs and so on. So now the second one. Upland is an NFT platform where people buy, sell, and trade all sorts of digital assets, including virtual properties that are mapped to the real world. So it's now was about focus on NFTs. And the third version, Upland is the Earth's metaverse that provides new types of entertainment experiences and business opportunities made possible by blockchain technology. So, and now we do a non-representative poll. And what you can see here, you know, everyone who's in the audience, you either can scan um, the uh, code on, on top left or you just enter slido.com and then it asks you to, to enter this, this, this little um, uh, code there. Uh, dash W seven nine one, and as while you do it, then um, the results will come right away. So the first one was new land of opportunity, NFT platform, or the Earth's metaverse. Okay, so we have two. So now it, in. it's interesting. So as people are are coming in, so if you can't see it, uh, go to slido dot com s l i d o dot com. Um, and then it's uh, hashtag W791. Dirk, is this just going to be up for like uh, just this podcast or are you going to leave it up for a little bit and maybe the listeners can vote on it even throughout the week? Uh, today is for the podcast, but maybe we'll have it up for, for the whole community again uh, later on. Just uh, maybe do we do that twice. Gotcha. And now is this what is this what we would like our vision is? Because. I mean, if I'm being honest, like, yeah, that last one, Earth's Metaverse with businesses and things like that, that's where I want it to be. But I feel like currently we're probably closer to, like, the NFT platform. Yeah, of course, Upland is going to evolve over time. But that's, uh, I think it's a little bit, you know, it's a mixture of what it is and, you know, where, where oh, it's going pitch. to be. Yeah, right? that's, that's fair. Where, right? Yeah. What's, what's the so pitch? It's a typical, a typical elevator pitch type of thing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So we have 15 votes in. I don't know how many people are in the call. That's uh, a pretty good. That's a. I mean, there's 30 in here, but I mean, that's that's a pretty good turnout, honestly. Again, most of these people are drinking or <laughs> acting <laughs> ridiculous most of the time. So getting 15 people to log into the site and actually participate, that's pretty good. Immediately. And that means they're actually paying attention to uh, the podcast itself. Yeah. And we had a lot of people like, put it in chat too, but yeah, it seems like. I mean, it seems like, like pretty Earth's, clear winner. Yeah, so Earth's Metaverse is ahead right now with seventy three percent, NFT platform with twenty, and New Land of Opportunity with seven. Okay, I think we can call it. I think there's no one more coming in. All right, so then I'm going to read out the full paragraph about the new Earth's Metaverse. Um, which is this one. <laughs> so the only, the first paragraph was what I read, but it's a little bit lo longer. And again, you know, this is all work in progress. It might change over time again. So I'm going to read it now. Upland is the Earth's metaverse that provides new types of entertainment experiences and business opportunities made possible by blockchain technology. Unlike other metaverses that can be characterized as fantasy environments and pseudo economies, Upland is based on the real world and follows the principle of an open market economy. A vibrant community drives everyday interaction and creativity. Wow. 
boom. <laughs> boom. That, I, I like the I like the shots fired at the other ones. Yeah. Where, yeah. It's not some baloney fantasy or pseudo economic. Get that pseudo science out <laughs> of here. This is real world stuff. This is this is the real world. I like it. Okay. I like it. Good. And we'll, we'll see how these votes turn out, and we'll definitely get that sound bite in here and rotate that into the mix of what is Upland. Um, but, right. yeah, glad that you do love the podcast, and we're very excited to finally have you have you on. Um, I guess we'll get this first one right out of the way uh, because you are one of the co-founders of Upland. You uh, You have ultimate control. I have the fourth largest property in New York City. It's the Bank of America building, and it is not in the Skyline collection. And I filled out the form, and I filled it out properly, and it's still not in the collection. What do you have to say for yourself and your team? What is the Skyline collection? (laughs) 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 Oh, you got it. That's good. (laughs) I do like that we have this all-powerful platform, and uh, you're using it to uh, pick your petty grievances. So I appreciate. Absolutely, it. I appreciate that. And it's good humor too. <laughs> yeah. Damn, you know, what is this? That's you know how you always do it in a job. It's always the fault of others, right? So I was not involved in the final decisions. So I point to others here. <laughs> so confirmed, it was X One Gamer. Who who are you throwing under the bus? Ah, uh, that's company secret. Oh, company, company secret. secret llama, secret llamas <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, as long as an intern gets fired, I think we'll be happy. <laughs> well, no, we knew that too stupid put it in, and we said, no, nah, no, nah, no, no, not him oh, again. No, you know what? I'm actually okay with that. I am completely, <laughs> I'm completely okay with going. I kind of figured yeah. you were part of those shenanigans there. Thank me later. Oh yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> Moving on from my pettiness here, uh, we do have uh, the 2021 roadmap that just came out. What are you most excited for on that roadmap? So it's it's not the one thing. It's actually every every major thing which is coming up. Of course, now finally we get the you know the the property development, and particularly as you know, I'm an economist, and uh, you know we're launching this resource token called Spark which is super exciting to to observe, right? Because this is a completely new way. Because right now we had Upex, which was somehow a utility token, but now with this resource token, it gives a completely new way on uh, to look at the uh, the economy. So that's, that's going to be exciting to watch. Um, then I'm very excited about the um, NFT portal, which we are going to launch. I have also some new updates on, on the Blockchain Heroes uh, partnership a little bit later today. But um, this is also a major milestone because this is something which is where where we see actually where, where the blockchain solution we've chosen really shines that we are able to to import um, in, like NFTs from other blockchains and um, and then you will be able to display them in, in your in your virtual homes or whatever you're going to do in the future, whatever um, Upland will bring. And I think that makes it so exciting because right now when you purchase some some NFT art somewhere, it sits in your wallet. Of course, you can do a screenshot and share it on Twitter and so on. But I think it's much, much more exciting for the players going forward if they are able to show it in their buildings and people can walk into the buildings and, you know, and, 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 and you know, and some people might brag, some others will be, you know, surprised what's in there and so on. So that's this NFT portal is, is a very innovative thing. And that's, that's what I'm really looking forward uh, to launch. And that, that will be pretty exciting to be able to display these in the game and move things in and out. So, um, and spark, a lot of us have been waiting for spark and really wanting to see how that's going to work out. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I mean, also you have to obviously, because we know that we have different types of, would I say citizens or players in Upland? And when you look at our, we always say we are, we are based on three pillars. And you see that also in our logo, play, earn, and connect. And there's people in Upland for different reasons. Some, some people love just to play hardcore, to compete and do things, you know, exactly. I think thanks me later is one. Others are coming in because they like the idea of NFTs, 
trading, flipping properties and uh, these kind of things. And there's a third group, which actually also combines maybe the others, is this whole community aspect of this connect piece. And when we launch and build out new features, we always have to, of course, you know, we have to launch something that maybe one group is not satisfied, right? And, uh, but, you know, of course, we have always to develop things. They have to be stable. So right now, the next thing is, of course, the property development, which hopefully excites, especially, you know, the, the people who like to, you know, to play a lot of things. Um, then we have the NFT portal. And then eventually we're going to launch the coffee cafes, where uh, coffee shops, where, where people will be able to meet and, and socialize. So that's really to meet those. And we constantly will deliver to those three pillars going forward, new features, and, and hopefully will please everyone in, in, in the metaverse of Upland. And that uh, pretty much hits it right on. It's, it's such a diverse crowd that's coming in here and continuing to come in here. And if you look at the uh, DAP radar numbers, it's continuing to grow. And it seems to be growing at a faster pace than it has over the last couple of months. Are, is Upland doing anything extra or is this organic growth that we're seeing here in the game? Uh, we're seeing, so we're, we're tracking that, of course, and we're doing some marketing, but we, as you probably, I, I don't know who of you is using the Brave browser. Everyone knows that we did a lot of with Brave. We uh, toned that down a little bit. We're still doing things on Brave, but much less. And we're trying out different, you know, crypto websites where you find the llama smiling at you. Um, but what we saw in, especially in, in January, that we had extremely good numbers on, on the organic growth side. And I'm happy to share maybe another data here, data point. Because when you look at Deb Radar, um, just to, so Deb Radar tracks wallets when people interact with the blockchain. But we're tracking something else. We're just tra also lo lo uh, tracking when someone logs in into Upland and maybe does not an operation on the blockchain. So this is actually different. And I'm going to share my screen quickly again. Uh, so you can see, get a get an idea um, how things have um, evolved. So as you can see here, so these are our numbers, uh, you know, since we launched um, Open Better on the left, you know, um, early uh, 2020. So we've constantly growing. And when you see the month of January, we had a significant jump in, in the usage. And that's, uh, you know, what's what really encourages us because most, as I tend to say, 50, 60 percent is really organic. People are talking about it or some saw something somewhere and just joining us, especially when you look at the monthly active users. We did a huge jump in January. Right. If you can see here from 20, you know, 2000, our internal numbers to almost 40, 42,000. So, um, yeah, that's that's something really, really encouraging uh, for us at this point. <clears throat> that's uh, some really great numbers. And that that's very nice. You have that jump there in January. Um, so very good. And that growth continues. So with all this growth, is it challenging some of the stuff the team was putting together on the roadmap to get it out? Or are we having to have to look further in the future for more properties because other ones are being bought up quicker than anticipated? <laughs> it's a very good question. Yeah. So it, originally when we launched Fresno, so we internally said, oh, yeah, we know we have time. You know, maybe Fresno get bought up. You know, maybe, and, and um, actually haven't looked at the latest numbers today. I think you have the numbers as well. But, uh, you know, we're coming very close and that Fresno is getting close to having no properties anymore. So um, what we will do, and happy also to announce that, is we will be opening up new regions. And now the question is, what are we going to do? Um, any any guesses before I say something? Yeah, um, I'd like to guess. Oh, do it, T. I'm going to, I'm going to guess Oakland. Oakland, Oakland, California. Yep. That's my guess. You know, what's ironic is I'm guessing it's in New York. So it, you are all about New York and you're not even like, like that Brooklyn love. And I, yeah, I know. I, I hear you. And I think that because the action, as far as the uh, Upland events are in San Francisco, um, the travel wouldn't make sense from Brooklyn to California, even with a train, it would take too long to get there. And so for that, since he said, since Dirk said regional expansion, I'm gambling on West coast region. 
And uh, uh, I think that Oakland makes a lot of sense. So but, you guys uh, go ahead and what's your I think, guess? I think East Coast, I think if you're West Coast now, like then you got in early, you're going to get to do the property development. And uh, the new players got to start out East Coast, feel the slum in it. And when you make it big, you can come visit us in Cali. That's me. Uh, and, and you're what wrong. What about you? Break the tie. Break the tie. <laughs> and you're wrong. It's definitely uh, over on the East Coast, and I think it's somewhere uh, south southeast on the city. You know, getting down closer to the airport. Uh, I see Sturt mm. Marlin says Dale City. Uh, we got a Las Vegas, a Modesto, <laughs> a Colvis, a Brooklyn, a Hong Kong, a Chicago. That's not real. Come on. Do you know what the? <laughs> okay. World. <laughs> yeah yeah what well, you did say take a guess and uh our our listeners are taking guesses yeah you didn't say take a good guess apparently maybe they right. are a good right. guess i like that. all right derek are you gonna tell us okay all right so now so first of all i think idan mentioned it also in a or ama i don't know if you had a chance to to listen into the ama the way we're going to set up things now is and um, that we have want to have regions with three areas and three. What I, what I, see, what I mean with areas is uh, so uh, more expensive top tier than mid tier and starter tier. And you know, with Fresno, we have the starter tier. We have with uh, San Francisco, obviously top tier because in real life, San Francisco is more expensive and uh, New York is also more expensive. So what we are going to do, and at the end of the day, we, you know, if you were going back and forth with East and West Coast. So first of all, uh, we're going to have hubs on the East Coast and West Coast. Now, let's say, let's say short to midterm, there will be, of course, much more, much more coming up. And um, on the uh, West Coast, we are going to expand, um, and I think T. Superintendent just said it, is uh, we're going to expand to um, expand Fresno out to Clovis, right? So that is the uh, first thing uh, we're going to do quite soon. Uh, we just were discussing the latest things today, so uh, maybe next week or the following week, but it should come come very soon. The the, um, the extension there of um, of uh, Fresno. What is currently missing on the West Coast is uh, is a material then, um, of course. Uh, and here, to be honest, we haven't made the decision. So T. Davis wasn't too wrong when you thought about Oakland, because this could be, we're currently investigating this, because we have to look at all the prices in real life and to see, okay, how does, because each, each city always have expensive areas, cheap areas, and so on. So it has to be good, good. But it's not to say that Oakland's going to be the next, but it will be something, we have to find something which is somehow in the mid-tier or on the West Coast, will not open yet uh, mid-tier on the west coast differently however on the east coast so uh, we have manhattan right now um uh, one thing i have to say san francisco is going to stay still where the things are going to happen first right that is always we always said that and we'll continue each time we launch something new we'll be first on on that region right so when something happens in san francisco it's also going to happen in uh, in fresno yeah. Um, so then we have the East Coast, and on the East Coast we have Manhattan, which is obviously top tier. And we decided here that we're going to open now a mid tier, and uh, and so since but we have to travel to, since uh, there will be travel involved, but it's not too far. So the mid tier next city we're going to open, what we call under mid tier is Brooklyn. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> there you go, Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn and Clovis. So, wow. and depending a little bit on things we have, uh, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> so not depending done on yet. the things. Yeah. But wait, there's more. So first of all, there's still a low tier uh, or a starter tier missing, of course, on the East Coast. So we'll be looking into that going forward. And that's something, uh, of course, is on the, you know, let's say more shorter term. But we always, you know, we always believe in scarcity, so we cannot launch too much supply. So we always be. But as with all the influx of new players and things happening right now, we also see, you know, network effects. We see much more trading activities and and so on. So we, if that continues in that pace, we believe we probably have to open faster or not. Let's see. However, um, the next. Um, hub we are going to open will uh let's say 98 percent. so don't because i need this two percent last <laughs> things to change uh, to change the mind but 98 percent will be um uh international Ooh. Yeah. so Ooh. um that's that's mm. uh 
Can you give us? Can you give us a continent? Can you give us a continent? Come on, narrow it down a little bit. Europe, Asia, Africa, Europe, or Asia. We have actually, of course, there's a lot of other continents out there which where we have players. Um, right now, also not finally decided, it's a higher likelihood with Asia at this point, but also not final. Yeah. So because one of the reasons maybe to explain it a little bit is, um, you know, it has some technical reasons, because when you see, when you look at Upland in the US, you know, what we are very proud of is that we are based on real world properties, real world borders. And um, so you need to get that from somewhere. And uh, here in, in the U.S., you know, we, we're based on Mapbox on one hand. You probably have seen that. So all the time people look into Google, you know, but we are based on Mapbox, which is a different provider, even though we're using Google, Google Street View in, in the app itself. Um, but we're also working with a partner, um, which is called LandGrid, who provides us for the U.S. all the property borders. Yeah. So when we go now global, this is a different. So first of all, this provider is not, you know, they're not active outside of the US. And we have now to find, you know, property borders, I mean, which, you know, represent the real life. So there's two things. First of all, you can now go and some cities around the world, they offer it as open source. So we did uh, some some research on that. So that's one thing, but lots of uh, but some some regions and areas or countries open it for lots of money, right? So that's uh, and that's also something you know we have to see, of course, uh, where where we're going to invest uh, money and, and and time. So we are doing right now also a small project on the side uh, where um, with, um, you know where we take artificial intelligence and um, analyzing satellite images in order to determine um, property borders. So this is also for us a possibility to identify property borders in regions, uh, you know, where, where we do not get the property borders, the official ones, or where they're just not, you know, uh, you know, just not way too expensive for other reasons uh, where they're not accessible. So this is something uh, we were looking into that some of our research departments is currently doing. Um, and that that's of course will will probably you know determine also when we are rolling out where because obviously we need to have the property borders in order to do that so saying that it's going to be international does that mean those eight terminals in san francisco's airport are going to open up for sale yeah obviously we need international airports for that yeah Will we see those, hypothetically speaking, will we see those roll out like we did for <laughs> New York? You know, we started out with the San Francisco and uh, weeks later we rolled out with the New York or will it be both going up or has that been discussed with the team yet? Uh, that's not decided yet, to be honest. That We haven't, we didn't make any decisions yet at this point. So for your Brooklyn and Clovis, they got uh, collections? Collections? Um, yes and no, <laughs> of course, uh, Brooklyn will have collections, right? Okay. So, yeah, so that's, that's clear, uh, but we have to, uh, finalize. So, so we're, we're, we're still in process of finalizing those and Clovis is a special case. We'll do an official announcement next week because we had uh, some, some, some internal discussions, what exactly and how exactly that is going to look like, but that's going to be published as soon as we, we make it official blog post about, uh, Clovis. Because Clovis would extend Olive Ave, if I'm not mistaken, and it would also include like five or six fire stations, um, which I'm, I'm a little surprised at Clovis because it's half the size of Fresno. And they would add, by my guesstimation, like 30,000 properties. Do you think that's do you think that's enough? No, <laughs> it's, it's... But it's it's because it's well it's don't, so Clovis is not a new city right it belongs to let's say Fresno County right it's just yeah. an what's the right English word extension to it or so right it's just a temporary thing okay right? so and if we run out of Clovis properties obviously and we need a new starter city we have to look at something else and let's say on the West Coast hub <clears throat> yeah it's called Dale City yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now. If you haven't seen all the chats, you got people talking about putting their houses up uh, for second mortgages, donating plasma. So you're about to make everybody go broke with the international announcements if you haven't been following the chat. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's get property development. Hey, that's what I'm excited about. Can you give us any updates on 
on Spark. I mean, we just finished up, and we're going to be talking later in the show about uh, Lamageddon, super fun contest. Uh, I think now we're like four. I mean, we've been doing these spud contests now since uh, last year, so for over a month we've been doing these spud contests, and everyone I think is getting antsy looking to get uh, that Spark and actual property development. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's coming. I mean that's that's uh, you know soon, very soon. Yeah. What's um, very soon? Can you give us <laughs> like this Small month? Park. Like, I mean, we just started February. Like, is it coming this month? Um, I, I, you percent. Know, I, I How about percent? Exactly. <laughs> How about percent? Percent chance it comes this month? No, you know, kind of <laughs> then you can keep your two percent. You can say ninety-eight, and then you got that two percent. <laughs> Let's assume I think it's coming next month. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, luckily it's a short month. <laughs> yeah, shortest so, month of the year, so we're good. <laughs> shortest month of the year. Yeah. I want that property development, man. I got. I I need to start. And the spark. Honestly, it's just a spark allocation. I'm curious to see what the spark allocation is. I'm curious for the mechanisms and the exchanges and and just how that's it and just how sparks implemented. Yeah. Yeah, we we are doing a couple of modeling, mathematical modeling right now. How that looks like? I mean, you know, since everything is very much in the unknown, uh, we know that the model will most likely need to be adjusted over time or so because you know it depends how many people are asking for it. Or it's, but let's see, the future will tell. I mean, we're modeling lots of things in, or at least we're trying, you know, to do do the best job. In terms of distribution, airdrops, and how that is going to work, um, is there a fair mechanism to distribute it? I mean, objectively, it's it's challenging. I want to be quite quite frank here. Yeah, but we try the best, you know, because we, as you know, we always want to be fair as best as we can. There will be nobody having them. Some people might say, oh, this is bad for me. Others will love it, right? So that's just the way it is, and uh, we're trying to find the best middle ground here. <clears throat> Derek, what are you talking about? Every time Upland does anything, everybody in the community community is completely happy, and no one ever complains or is upset. <laughs> that <doesn't laughs> <seem like that>. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not how that works. <laughs> I understand now. What you know, when you're a politician, you know, in real life, whatever you say, there's always someone. Against <laughs> oh <it>. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You'll never make tough, everybody tough. happy. Yeah, honestly, you won't make most people happy most of the time. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, Dirk, just for clarity, Clovis and Brooklyn will be released as new cities. Can we expect them at the same time, or will they be staggered? First of all, not as new cities. As I said, Clovis is just a that's sure, just sure. an expansion of, of Fresno. Yeah. So, and and while Brooklyn is a new city. And our definitions are a little bit technical details, but um, so uh, no, Clovis will come first, and then Brooklyn. Okay. And any timeline on when we can expect Brooklyn? Um, After Clovis, didn't you hear? He was trying to put me on a timeline. <laughs> yeah, I tend to say late this month, sometimes early next month, I tend to say. But don't, okay. don't go over me in the community okay. if Very something happens. So, so just so we're all saying the same thing, it sounds like, when Upland says new city, they're talking like that's that's your premium city. So San Francisco, New York, and new cities, and then you're going to expand out each of those cities into kind of the the premium tier, which is your main city, and then your secondary tier, your mid tier, and then your your starter city, your starter exactly. region. Yeah. So yeah. right now, there's only actually technically two cities: San Francisco and New York. And San Francisco has its premium tier and its starter city starter region rolled out. And New York will have its mid-tier rolled out, which is Brooklyn. And then at some point, a starter region rolled out. So that's that's kind of your roadmap for a new city. And then it will be three regions to a new city, essentially. You mean uh, tier regions? Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's, three uh, tiers. Get, three get, tiers yeah, yeah, to yeah, a yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they, you know, we have to look because New York obviously is an expensive area if you see that in real life. So we have now to look where we find the starter tier city. We have a couple of uh, ideas 
uh, but uh, but that's that's still also in the making because we always have to look at all the data, you know, run a couple of you know uh, models, and then once we understood you know how, how the city is structured, then we can make a decision whether that is a starter tier or a mid tier or top tier. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So in like so you could roll out a new city, say like Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not a New York or San Francisco level city. No, that would be new yeah, yeah, that would be new hub if you want to call it hub or whatever, right? So that's the you know, we have the San New York hub right now, we have the um San Francisco hub. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And then, so, so I got a, a private message. I wanted to know, like, will all the New York collections be released before uh, Brooklyn's release? I, I imagine the answer to that is no. Um, I, I don't think all the, the – you won't be releasing all of the New York collections before Brooklyn. That doesn't make – Brett, stop asking, no. stop asking stupid questions, Brett. Wow. He joins the podcast and you get – oh, that's Kent, <laughs> that's Kent you usually go after. Sorry. <laughs> hard G Gerber, stop it with the nonsense questions. That's a ridiculous. Question. With the hard G, hard G. I love. He said no. He said no, Brett. That's everyone's saying no. That's not happening. The New York, the New York collections are are still rolling out. So when, uh, when? Are, oh, that's a good question though. When would the next? Um, because you said, you know, usually when you drop something new, you're going to maybe release with a New York. So with uh, Clovis being dropped, is there a chance maybe we get a New York non-sold-out collection reveal? Spread out that traffic, get some people in New York, get some people in Clovis? That can happen. However, I believe the big thing, the bigger thing is the property development piece. Ooh. I'll take okay, property okay development that. over a new collection. Yeah, Agreed. Okay, Derek, I have a question. In Fresno, there are several hundred uh, smaller sized parcels. Uh, I believe if they are under 500 upics or smaller, they're locked. I guess the first part of the question would be, are you planning on unlocking those? And the second question would be, why are they locked? And before you answer that, Dirk, there's 10,130 properties locked in Fresno per UPEX world. Yeah, so the reason we are locking properties because they're too large, they're too small, or they have some special special meaning or something, right? That that's something, and that's exactly the case where they're currently locked. Um, and we have to see, have, we have to look into those properties exactly what 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 are we going to do? But uh, I don't. If you, I know what the question was coming next is when are we opening? Then I don't know yet. Okay, right, so. So I guess the reason why they're locked is because they're they're too small for for property development. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends, right? What 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 in the future will bring in terms of property development? What the minimum size will be, and maybe you can put something a water fountain on it or whatever, right? Uh, okay. But uh, in terms of uh, what at the current state, yes. Okay. Now. Something that's been mentioned in the last two roadmaps or, or updates are is the speed of the block explorer. Do you foresee in the future that the block explorer is going to disappear and it's going to be replaced with with something else and we're going to follow the streets more than floating across the city? Yeah, so I think we mentioned it in the roadmap, right? That we will introduce What's the, what's the name? A real time movement or real yes. speed movement in a certain sense. <laughs> I forget yes. the name already. So yeah, so that that's 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 coming, right? So I mean, of course, when we launched, you know, we didn't have all features, so we were, you know, that's the reason why we had this blog explorer roaming randomly the city. But with the introduction of cars and uh, you know we have trains already and planes, uh, you know there will be of course other vehicles you know which we could potentially launch, maybe a bike one day, right? So which will then uh, determine how fast you can go through 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 city. It will be challenging in San Francisco to ride a bike, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> can I hit uh, somebody? Can I run somebody over with my car if they're on a bike? That's what I want. I want full Grand Theft Auto. I was going to say like full Grand Theft Auto or the game you used to right. play where you got so many points for hitting people on bikes or running or, you know. Carmageddon. Carmageddon, yeah. Carmageddon, yes. Hey, so on that, because, I mean, there were some questions around like, oh, well, is your um, car going to be your avatar? 
Like, is there ever going to be a concept of, like, an inventory or, like, you know, can you have multiple cars? Is it going to be over? It, like, does it negate your block explorer? Like, what's it going to look like? Do you have any any information on that? I mean, the future possibilities are endless, right? So, I, I as we say, we always want to mimic the real world. The first version will be, you know, everyone can have one car. And I think there will be locations you can only reach by car, right? So, or you can maybe walk, but then it takes you for for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's that's uh, possible. And then going forward, maybe uh, you know, just like in real life, first people have a garage with uh, you know ten Teslas and Porsches in there, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, we call them dizzy. Um, <laughs> so on the because obviously a lot of the expansion has been coming, you know, lots of sellout. I'm curious, FSA, I, I, I believe, because it wasn't on the roadmap, was kind of a, a pivot by the team to address a need of all the cheap properties being sold out um, to allow new players access to kind of get in and, and start playing. How has that been going, in your opinion? Like, I mean, we've seen this incredible um, shift of, like, FSA buyers. It's kind of a commodity now. If you're new... I think it's exciting. You know, new players have an option to essentially put $5 in and they could get up to pro. How does that affect things like the referral system? How are you seeing the amount of turnover on that? Like, is it, is it achieving what you're, what you want? And is there any plans to change that system um, based on what you've seen over the last couple of months? Um, so in terms of the, First of all, yes, the question is, so FSA, when we did the roadmap 2020 early in January last year, right, we, we haven't thought about really of, of about this whole FSA thing, but then we saw and we did get feedback from players complaining it's expensive to, to start playing. I want to test out. And that's how we all came up with the with the FSA idea. And that, of course, because we and that's why we why we're very agile, right? Of course, when we put something new onto the roadmap, then something else has to be postponed. Uh, that's just the way it is. Um, yeah, and then the the so what what personally surprised me was really and you know I'm not playing Upland obviously right except for you know doing demos here and there to some people, um, but otherwise um, I um, was surprised how much and maybe you have to tell me but I think there was a lot of activity between let's say older players who wanted to get FSA properties and then. <clears throat> connected uh you know the newbies and uh you know trying to buy it from when what was that the, i mean we've seen that of course in the data but um, i think there was also something which a lot of older players or more veteran players did right uh, i mean definitely any anywhere that there's fsa properties in a neighborhood or a collection um that aren't accessible to kind of the whales that, and they want it um that that's a huge driver um, and then the secondary is, I mean, whales, uh, people are just like slumlords. I just want to own 10,000 properties. Um, the, the cheapest way to do it is to, to buy properties. And then I think a lot of us are just genuinely willing to help new players or, you know, uh, New York obviously spurred it. So, yeah, I think it's a mix. But I would say the vast majority of the FSA, like, ramp up is kind of veteran whales buying out new players. Um, and some of them have been, I mean, you can see there's players with hundreds of transactions, which I kind of feel like breaks the spirit of FSA to some point. And that's why I was kind of curious, like based on what you've seen, the volume that some FSA buyers and sellers do, does that make you reconsider how it's implemented? Yeah, yeah, we see, I mean, first of all, I think we're happy overall with the way it is because we were able to to onboard a lot of new players. So the, the mechanics seems to work, right? Of course, when in, it's like in all games, people always try to find loopholes, try to game the system in a certain way. And of course, this is happening uh, happening over here as well yeah so um but overall i think what 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 i think is a positive aspect of it is that because people communicate now with each other right when because when you come into the game you're completely new you don't know what to do and all of a sudden you get contacted by a veteran player and he said hey i want to buy that from you and all of a sudden you get involved and i think the positive effect is much larger 
than you know the negative effect that some players maybe you know uh, use it over extensively, right? Of course, when it goes too far, then we have to put a break on. But at this point, I I, I don't see a reason why. No, I think that that's that's a really good insight, and I I would agree. It it immediately gives new players an avenue to be really active in the community, really active in selling and trading properties um, that, I mean, that didn't exist before FSA at all, for sure. Yeah, yeah. What I'm also looking forward is, you know, something, as you know, as we're trying to mimic the world, it falls a little bit in the same category with, of course, of the current features, it just works through the FSA. But going forward, when you think about it, when you have players coming in who do not want to spend or have too much you know, uh, you know, tools to spend in in the game, but eventually, you know, one day when 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 a veteran player or like a more richer player can let's you know ask for services from another player, right? And then this, you know, then you have really an exchange, like like very much like when you have a shop and you have an employee, and you, so this person can do some things for you or can create some some decors for you, and then they make money. So this is really the whole vision of Upland to get this whole economy started, and this FSA thing is a little bit you know. You know, the first, first, you know, into the water there. Yeah, something that kind of piqued my interest, and and I won't go too much into it because it's kind of a tangent. But like the idea that a decor or an item has an actual like uh, mass in real life. So like, if you're going to transport it, you need to like hire a truck or a van, like maybe like a moving company and they have to like come to your shop and pick it up and deliver it. Like that whole concept really got me thinking like, that would be such an interesting industry to just have like new players. Like, all right, dude, I need you to drive this truck. So you have to like log in every couple hours and just like, you know, press it. So he doesn't like fall asleep or whatever the mini game is to kind of keep that activity. Just like that. I was like, man that would be so much fun to just have like all kinds of really cool stuff yeah yeah Yeah. no that's exactly what we want to do and of course we always watch does it put too much friction on 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 things but um otherwise um is it here with me we have some some (laughs) amber alert anyways and um so the uh and it's the same thing, like when I said, you know, you have maybe an employee and he has to send his block explorer to a shop and only when this, he's in there, you can actually sell things. So this could be something. Of course, there's always, you know, there's maybe some friction involved. On the other hand, you know, then you can, you know, you can have someone else selling the stuff for you in your shop. But again, this is nothing we have on the short term, but, but you know, eventually this, these kind of concepts we want to establish in Upland going forward. <clears throat> Very cool. All right, we've had Dirk on for uh, man a while. Always good conversation. T. Davis, you got anything else for Dirk? Um, the community had one question, and let me grab it for you. So the um, in-game celebrations. I know this is not on topic, but um, like the the animation you have, you are now the owner, and the lag that we see that might be part of the change to the, to the new node, but is there anything on the roadmap as far as fixing those existing issues, as far as the gameplay is concerned? Um, to be honest, the first time I hear that. So maybe it was posted somewhere in the channels. Uh, did you, I mean, first of all, you should post it into to the technical channel on discord. So people, you know, our, our team always reads those things and to try to, to do that and the node actually has helped quite a bit uh you know in terms of performance we, because we did get the feedback from lots of people that everything's working much faster uh but if there's something else please just post it to to the technical and they have to look into it okay great so that's a last uh or, I mean, this is a good question right here is, so we talk about we're going to transition to cars and different things in the future, but what does that mean for the block explorer shops? Will the block explorers go away altogether or will they still be useful in game? Um, no, I think, first of all, you know, block explorers, you know, they will become NFTs. And this means also they will become eventually collectible items, which just, you know, has a, has a, you know, has a meaning in itself. And um, when, but we have to see, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't have an answer to that yet. We understand that the block explorers have a value and we have to see how we can conserve that value. What, how exactly that looks like uh, we will come up with a, with a good concept. 
Uh, thank me yeah. later. Do you have anything well, else? For no, I mean, obviously, I like my Block Explorer, so I don't ever want to see my car. I just say, all you got to do is make your car a Block Explorer. So, like, your car just has a corresponding Block Explorer that if you really want to show off your car, you just make it your Block Explorer and drive around town, or you just put your Block Explorer. And then it's just in your inventory as far as your travel attributes or something because you have to, like, equip your car. But that's yeah. just me. Um, do I have anything else? No. No. I, oh, uh, I'll ask. I'll ask my my favorite question. If you could uh, design your own block explorer, I think I, I I try to ask everybody. What would it be? That's a good question. Uh, so my favorite sport is actually swimming. <laughs> so Ooh. my block explorer would be barracuda. Ooh, Ooh a barracuda. Nice. <laughs> Dang, I did not see that coming. I like it. I, I like it. Then. Dirk, we really appreciate your time because we know you're pretty busy uh, with the development of Upland and really appreciate you coming on the show. And we're super stoked that you listen each and every week and uh, provide us feedback there. Do you have any questions for myself? Thank me later, T. Davis. Questions to you? Yeah. <laughs> so is the... <laughs> um... In terms of the community work, is there something we should do differently? What what do you like, and maybe something what we should do differently? Um, I think that there just should be like a, a long-standing way to to wreck. Like I think everyone helps different parts of the community differently, and I would just like an in-game way to just you know how like uh, at the end of you go shopping, it's like did anyone help you today? Like. Somebody's like buying up X. Like it doesn't need to parody at all, like referrals or anything. But just as a point of reference, if somebody goes and buys up X, just be like, "Hey, did anyone help you today?" Like, "Oh yeah, T. Davis has been awesome in onboarding me, and so now I'm comfortable buying some more up X." Something, I don't know, some way to get feedback um, directly from like people. I would just be curious. Like, I think that would give you a better insight on who's driving um, kind of the in-game action. And I would probably, that's what I was going to, to comment on also, just feedback. I know that there's the feedback channel in the Discord, and I just, I don't know if the community feels that it's being received, reviewed, acknowledged, and or actioned. So I think it would be nice if they went, you know, we had the Trello way back in, in October or November, and then it went away and the explanation was that they were, you know, changing to either a different Kanban or, or, or something, but it, we never got that. And so now I know that you've released the roadmap and the way I understand it, it's just, you're going with a different met method now, but it would be nice to have something that is uh, user facing, like maybe part of the website to be able to reference and point users to when they have those questions like when can we expect this when can we expect that i mean other than obviously the roadmap is out there and then in that same resource a place to submit feedback and have it acknowledged even if it was just an auto response that said thank you for your message like i think that would go a long way okay well bring that feedback back to the team uh great that. yeah and hopefully we weren't too tough on you tonight and put you on the spot too much. Uh, <laughs> but we do appreciate, and that's the great thing about your team is the flexibility of it and how quickly you respond to, you're, you're able to divert resources when you see challenges, like all of a sudden you saw all the low value San Francisco properties um, being brought up. So your team was able to be, um, flexible and go ahead and get fresno out in a quick time frame so that that is something that is very nice and you get, and your team does interact with the community a lot and take our feedback and implement it and that's uh i haven't seen it in any other game i played uh thank me later you're our gaming expert um your thoughts on that oh yeah this is definitely the most um interactive um community as far as i mean having the developers and the um you know, the actual founders and stuff, I would say it's definitely very high up there. So I, I definitely, I appreciate that. 
Yeah, it ties in maybe just as my, my final sentence ties into our, our vision, right? We, we Of course, we started out, let's say, as a centralized unit when you speak blockchain-y, right? Let's say, okay, we, we define things, but over time, that's the reason why we listen so much to the community is, you know, because over time, we've said it many times, that we want to, you know, give more power to, to the people. Of course, there's always a thing you have always to evaluate. So, you know, we cannot, you know, always listen to, you know, to everyone. That's just not possible. <laughs> and uh, because there's different directions always. But eventually, we as, as operators, we clearly see that we will become less relevant and the community have, have, have more to say. However, we have also to solve the conflict. You cannot have just a, uh, let's say, a virtual world or a, a metaverse out there, which is completely, you know, chaotic. I think then it's going to be difficult for people to navigate and, you know, then just going to leave. So I think there must be always some kind of direction and, you know, and you can always say the Apple versus the Android way or something. Maybe we lean towards the Apple way. Um, you know, I, I don't know, but that, that's, uh, so we will always see that there will be some management, you know, maybe it's us, maybe it's a selected, you know, group of the community, you know, who steers and sort direction but on the other hand we want you know the majority of people also to have a say and going forward you know we're thinking about the governance you know how to to implement some voting mechanisms and so on so that we have an active discussions around that and um, hopefully we can implement that you know once we feel that upland is stable enough to really cope with, with other types of governance yeah <laughs> no i mean that that yeah. all sounds really good i know a lot of games that do like staking and stuff like that so i'll be interested to to see how that plays out you know you know can you start staking uh up squares right like okay um i will stake x amount of my up squares in a given neighborhood or city um for voting power or some sort of production something um i think there's lots of possibilities there um, yeah, exactly. That's why we start with this neighborhood voting, neighborhood development. You know, we communicated that already, right? That when people are together, they can decide how what they want to do with the neighborhood. So these kind of things are the the first things we're we're going to implement. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's okay. awesome. I mean, we could keep you here all night because I mean, everyone wants to know. I mean, yeah, you, we start getting into like property management, which I know is a hot button topic for a lot of us, and. Um, you know, stuff like that, you know, why the hell can't I search for my sale? Like if I'm offering a trade, oh my gosh, I have to spend three hours scrolling through and hoping I know where it is. And, well, just don't be and, a slumlord and you don't have that problem. Right, <laughs> apparently. Apparently, that, apparently uh, I own too much. Maybe I shouldn't own as much. Uh, some of the things, you know, these can all go in the features request too, but uh, ability to respond to an offer in-game. Sometimes you get ridiculous offers or maybe want to make a counter offer, multiple properties. So there, we could go out for hours and hours of... Uh, thoughts but definitely we need to get stuff in the uh in the feedback channel and and the ideas channels that they do have on discord uh but yes dirk we do appreciate your time tonight and thank you for uh joining us on the podcast all right yeah thank Thank you you, everyone also here on the podcast and everyone who's here really appreciate it and we love that we have such a great community who's super creative and very very positive thank you yeah, and we'll definitely get you on here uh, later on this year as more exciting things uh, uh, roll out. So, have a good one, my friend. All right, so there. Thank me later. We are at uh, fifty-eight minutes in this podcast. Do we break this into two episodes? I think we break it into two episodes. I think that's what we do here. This is the the Dirk special. Yep. And well, then uh, the next one we just call Dirk a Dirk. <laughs> because that's what we're going to do. We're just going to do nonsense. The Dirk special and the Dirk a Dirk. The Dirk a Dirk. <laughs> that's just us. All right. So, uh, yes, absolutely. So, this is the Dirk special. It was uh, very great to have Dirk on the podcast. Uh, and we'll come back with you with our uh, Lamageddon and our numbers for the week. And that will be a lot shorter, but we'll definitely break it up because we do listen to our fans' feedback and anything over an hour does get kind of challenging even at 1.5x speed. So don't forget to um, subscribe to the podcast so you know when we drop a new episode because this week we are dropping 
three episodes. Make sure you rate it if you're on Apple. A lot of you guys do listen on Apple and leave a review because you can uh, leave a review there too and share with your friends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, um, the podcast itself, myself, and thank me later. And uh, as always, everybody be safe and we'll talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuck.